Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Hi, Bruins fans looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Pru. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, welcome into our first live Wednesday show of Six Rings and Football Things here for WEEI and for Odyssey Sports. I am Mike Cadlick, and I am joined by WEEI.com's Andy Jumbo Hart. Uh, we are here on the Six Rings feed. We're going to start a new segment here every Wednesday throughout the offseason. We're going to call it One-Off Wednesdays. think that sounds better than Cadlick's Crucial Clashes, don't you? Yes, it's, it's much less of a uh, much less of a tongue twister and gets right to the point, so... We're going to take a one-off topic every single week here throughout the Patriots offseason, and uh, we're going to discuss it. And so uh, today, what we're going to do is the Patriots have 24 pending free agents. 24. Didn't um, know that. Yeah, That's Andy didn't know that. He gave a face. He, he's uh, he's unprepared. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, we're here, and we're going I'm to- underprepared. I wouldn't under-prepared. say unprepared. No, we're, under-prepared. we're good. We're ready to roll. Um, but we're going to go through all 24. I'll share my screen, and we're going to rank them. 24-2-1 as in the order of least priority to highest top priority for the Patriots to bring back uh, this offseason. The reason we're doing that, Andy, is because Gerard Mayo spoke with the Greg Hill Show on Monday morning and basically said that they are ready to spend some cash. Uh, so before we get started, I just want to get your thoughts on, uh, I know you and Fitzy did a thing on here with you know the, your take on Mayo, but curious about your thoughts just on what he said in general and specifically about the spending cash and, and where you think that lands as far as uh, free agents outside the building and then the guys in here as well. Yeah, I'd prefer to say spend cash because sometimes burn money has like a negative implication, like you're just blowtorching sure. it and not really getting return on investment and bang for your buck, so to speak. Um, I thought he was very honest. I don't think he did any um, damage to their offseason plans. I think everybody knew they have money to spend, they need to spend. They even have some salary cap floor um, spending needs they need to get over, I believe, in terms of three-year averages, things of that nature. 
and they have a high pick. And oh, by the way, we all know they have a roster that's lacking of talent in a lot of places. And so I thought, and, and I wrote this a little bit for the website, like he just kind of confirmed and agreed with most of the things we've thought for a while yeah. about this football team. And I liked it. It was, it was different than Bill Belichick because Gerard Mayo is different than Bill Belichick. He's a 37 year old all pro linebacker who likes video games and Twitch streams and things of that. Like it's okay. Like it's fine. Yeah. Um, so no, I, I enjoyed it. Now I also thought he was the one thing I thought that was most notable. If I was going to pull away like a gotcha or whatever movie poster sure. quote was the, yeah, I'm on the record. We're going to win more than four games next year. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Gerard, I'm glad you're confident because I'm not as confident as you. If I said this to even with a big offseason, free agency, things we're going to talk about here, drafts, and you know, Jim Nagy's gotten me all riled up that you can get a quarterback in the first, a starting tackle in the second, and a starting receiver in the third. Even if that comes true with a rookie coach, rookie GM, rookie quarterback, rookie offensive coordinator, rookie defensive coordinator, I think you could still struggle. I think you could still oh, yeah. have a learning curve and so if the over-under is six and a half wins, pencil me in on the under. Sorry, Gerard. Now, you could still win five and win more than this year, but it might take a couple years. So that was the one thing uh, I'm with you from the interview that was like, oh, you can take that as not bulletin board material, but more so like, oh, that was wrong. Where like the yeah. spending cash, he was like joking. Like it was like, yeah, we're just going to burn it. And like, right. oh, you know, Nick Cayley confirmed like he was having fun being the, you know, I guess the anti Belichick and, you know, I'm going to have fun with this and make you laugh and not just, you know, shun you up, shun every question you have, but they were all in jest. And then when he was like, oh no, yeah, we're going to win more than we did this year. I was like, oh, you're really uh, backing yourself into a corner a little bit there and saying something that you may regret moving forward. But good so. for him. Oh, no, I, I went with yourself. You. If you're confident, be calm. I mean, we're living in the Dan Campbell era, right? Like that's a guy yep. that is going to be himself and is going to be honest and emotional and whatever he is. We now have our sort of version of that leading the Patriots. Um, and I think that's good. But I also thought he was really honest just before he said the more than four wins. He said, we need to win games or these aren't going to be fun. Basically. Right. And that's true. Yeah, it's, it's all about winning. All Like as much as I like his smile and as much as I like him playful, Losing is undefeated. Mm -hmm. If they start the year 0-8, it's not going to be a very fun place to be, Gillette Stadium or New England. And that's the one part of it, too, where, like, okay, he does. He he sounds like a great candidate. He's saying all the right things. He wants to build relationships and build guys up. And, the, and it's like, okay, that's great if you're winning. If, like, that's the focus and everyone loves you and it's all good because, oh, well, these guys like me as a coach and I'm helping them. But, like, you got to win football games at the end of the yep. day. And that's kind of like – I saw Phil Perry said – if Gerard doesn't get a quarterback and they don't win, he's going to be out of here. And everyone kind of flipped out saying like, oh, you're not giving him a chance. Like, no, you got to win in the league. Like that's that you got to, I don't know. Like you can't just sit here and, you know, harp on the fact that, and, and again, maybe we're kicking him while he's down or and not really kicking him while he's down, but kicking him down already. But like you do have to win in this league and you just went through X amount of years. That the Patriots haven't gone through in a while. So he's got two to three years. Yeah. That's what he's just got. like every other coach. Right. Absolutely. And people were saying Bill might have been here too long and he got a little longer rope because of who he was. But Gerard has no cachet, no resume to fall back on, no rings to fall back on. So two to three years, if this is not winning, trending in the right direction, showing growth, 
he's out and it's not right. personal. It's just business. It's the Hang NFL on. business these days. Yep. I'm with you. So let's get into it. Uh, I will say now that we are, you know, we're workshopping this live stream We're we're adding some more to the six rings portfolio here. We are live on YouTube and it didn't crash the other stream. Oh, so nice. we're rolling. I just checked on that. So we're ready to go. Are we on Instagram? I tried to add my Instagram and I, I don't know. know I, I know we're on my Twitter. We're on Fitzy's Twitter. We're on WEEI. It YouTube. didn't give me an option for Twitter. Really? No, it just asked me Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and something else. Oh, well, let me let me look at your your, your Instagram. We'll see if we're live on there, and then we'll get into it. Probably. Jum- are you Jumbo meet. Heart? Yeah, Jumbo Heart. Yeah, we're not live on Instagram. We'll fix it. We'll get you hooked up to. Well, I thought it was weird. It didn't ask for a password. It just asked me for my username, and I put Jumbo Heart, and then I moved on. I was like, shouldn't don't you need a password to put? Oh, something that is kind of odd. Yeah, then, yeah. I don't know. Well, anyway, we're live. We're on YouTube. Ready That's to roll. Enough. Let's do it. Um, we're also going to see if my share screen works, which I think it will, because I'm using my other laptop that doesn't crash and want to die every single time I use it. Um, so we'll see. Can you see my screen, Mr. Hart? I can see your screen. Okay, let's do it. All right. So we are using Track here and we have it. They have 26 listed players here. Um, so some of it is incorrect because I, I double checked with this and some other databases and the Patriots have 24 Pending free agents. The one okay. that's not on here is Riley Reef, so we have to fit him into the uh, into the equation here at some point. Twenty four sounds good. So we're going to do twenty four of these guys. We have them on the right, and we're going to rank them from least to most uh, most important in uh, in this offseason for the Patriots to resign here. So uh, we will start from the top down, but the one the the few that I want to kind of get out of the way here, and then we can get into more detail when we get to the top, is basically the guys at the bottom where. Okay, like they were here, they're great, they're 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 free agents, but they're not going to be back. So like, and I'm going to turn this whole thing into a column for wei.com tomorrow as well, so you can check that out. But having said that, I think number 24 right off the top of the bat, it doesn't matter because new coach, new room. Nathan Rourke does not need to be resigned by this football team, the third string quarterback. Would you agree that he can be number 24? Yeah, I'm fine with that. I think. And then we can. Body and- yeah, he's he is. You're right. Uh, so we're gonna we're gonna play with that here. We're gonna put Nathan Rourke at the bottom, and then we'll go from there. Um, other guys. Out, so like Matthew Slater is on here. Would you expect him to retire? Yeah. So we can put him at like 23 in the, in, towards the bottom, and then we can kind of yeah, we'll get everybody else. Even, yeah, I'm. I mean, all right. Let's we'll, we'll get some other ones out of the way here. Uh, Trey Nixon. Yeah, put him down there. He again. So, and I, and as I was starting to write this up for the website, like Trey Nixon was a training camp hero three years in a row, played well, had catches, and then he, I think he was cut. I think he went to IR, and then this year he went to IR as well. So, like, it, I, I don't, I need the idea of Trey Nixon. I need a camp body wide receiver that might even make some plays in the summer and the preseason, but his name does not need to be Trey Nixon. Right. It can be. One of these other Jim Nagy receivers that he's got me lusting after in the late rounds or undrafted free agents. Yeah, 100%. So uh, the other one here that I'm looking at my list now too, uh, James Ferentz, Andy, is a guy who, it, it was reported by the Boston Herald uh, in that whole expose piece from from Doug and Andrew that he was basically acting as a de facto offensive line assistant coach. Yep. He's 34. I don't think he's going to, I don't know if he's going to play football again. Um I think he would much rather be a coach at the end of the day. And I think that's more likely for him to be a coach. I don't know if it's here or elsewhere, if it's with his dad, Kirk in Iowa, but I'm going to put him at the bottom of the list too. Sure. I'm all for it. Yes. He probably has a better shot to be Gerard Mayo's 
uh, assistant offensive line coach than he does to play for the offensive Perfect. line. Perfect. Uh, the other one down here, I'm going to go with linebacker Christian Ellis, who Christian Ellis, uh, I know you, you shake your head and I understand, but who the F is that? So, and this is what I, I, um, I'm going to go into depth on this too. It's this, him, Alex Austin, who I think will, will trend towards not close to the top, but near the middle of this list as a guy okay. who you could resign. Um, guys who they put in waiver claims for like all season, him, Nathan Rourke, uh, Christian Ellis and Marco Wilson, who is still under contract. So he's not on this list, but guys who they took advantage of you know, having the four and 13 record that they did. Like they actually, right. they beat a few guys out. So like developmental guys, Alex Austin, who I think they should resign. Um, and then Christian Ellis was one of those guys who he went, he was with Philly. They cut him. They put in a claim. They oh, beat yeah. out like five other teams. So yeah, yeah, yeah. okay. if and, you um, can get him for the cheap, I'm down, but I don't see it as a priority. And because, I mean, the defense isn't really changing. So you would think they would still have interest. It's not like you had a regime change where there's right. a scheme change on defense. So Gerard Mayo, Steve Belichick, Demarcus Covington, Matt Groh, Elliot Wolf, probably all still like Christian Ellis. Yes, I'm with you. So uh, the other one's down here uh, that I we can sort of bang out. Therese Hall is not on the team, so don't 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 take spot rack for certain. I was going to um, say Nick Folk is on this list. Nick Folk is also not on the team. Um, why, why is he on this list? I don't know. This is it's not fully updated. But uh, let's see. Ty okay, Tyrone Wheatley Jr. is one that I, I'm curious your thoughts on because. They traded Pierre Strong for him. He was said to be a developmental guy who would come in and add depth and, you know, what have you. But mm -hmm. he barely played. He was on IR for most of the season. Is this a guy who, like, not that, you know, again, we're going to do it as priority, so I don't think that he's going to, you know, reach the top of the list. But do you think they they need to bring a guy like him back to basically not lose the Pierre Strong trade? I don't know. I don't think that'll be an issue necessarily because I don't think in this – um, major regime change overhaul off season, people will necessarily be fixating on things like that. Yeah. If Belichick was still here, they might, but it's a, it's a whole different world. And I would say that who's the offensive coordinator, what are they doing offensively? Right. Does Tyrone Wheatley fit what they want to do offensively? That's like a, that's a tough one to answer until you yeah. know who the O coordinator is and the offensive line coaches. And so I would put him pretty low i mean he was a he was a i don't want to be disrespectful but he was right. a garbage for garbage trade basically yeah. so i'm with you I, I would put him down here the reason i left a space is because i'm also going to put cody davis down here who is 34 and yeah i'm all set with cody davis with the and again a guy who was here for you know, a couple years and was a core special teamer but and overpaid overpaid they're not going to rely they're not going to roster those six seven core special teamers anymore like they used to so I, he's also 34. I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't. Uh, he's got he a bunch of back. kids that wear his jersey to camp. Yeah, good for them. Don't be mean. I'm not being mean. I'm just saying there's a lot of kids with Cody Davis jerseys, and I'm going to assume they were Davis children. Yeah, that's fair. All right, so let's go. This is like the second, the second tier from the bottom of guys who I'm like, okay, you can at least sort of rank the the relevance to them at, or the relevance of them coming back to the Patriots. So I'm looking at like Josh Bledsoe, um, Riley Reef. I would put Riley Reef right now. Put him 17. Okay. I have okay. no interest in Riley Reef. He's old. He's injured. He did nothing. Okay. Go away. I don't disagree. Um, I just, if they, that's another thing where like, and I look at uh, Christian Ellis actually the same way, where if you, you're not going to go to the bidding war, go into a bidding war and start pounding the table for these guys. But if they want to bring Reef back as like another reserve guy for a lot less money than they did, I'm for it. But he doesn't, he doesn't have to be priority at all. 
By the way, are we taking questions? Are we supposed to like be culling or, or chumming well, the water? We can questions? if we have. So if you uh, have questions and you are actually watching live, feel yeah. free to put them on the side. I agree. It's Drake May time. I agree. The good old days of PFW. Uh, yes, I hope the Patriots know how to go full throttle and then don't say that. Oh, here we go. Not an artful comment later. Um, so, yeah. PFW, the good old days. The good old days, yeah. Sorry, I'm not quite Perillo, but uh, maybe we'll get there one day. Thinner, younger, <laughs> don't be better looking. Thinner. I don't say better looking. Paul's a good looking guy. Come on. Uh, he was in his day. Yeah, that's fair. I'm not sure his day is still here. But... <laughs> Drake May time. What do we got? What is Sup, guys? What do we got from okay. Ben? Sup, guys. Hopefully the Patriots know how to go. Fo- ah, yes. Classic. Yes. Uh, and I believe they will. I believe they are actually trying so do to. I turn over their roster i believe they have the big difference there if we we're going to delve into that comment we're not going to go too deep but the big difference there is they have a passionate owner mm-hmm. who tells us all the time he still feels like he's the guy sitting on the metal benches at at foxborough stadium whereas john henry is just overseeing a a business a corporation a conglomerate that whole thing so i believe they will go full throttle they may screw it up uh, you know, they may blow $200 million on the wrong players and injuries, whatever, mm-hmm. but they're going to spend money and target talent. I'm yeah. fully confident in that. Yep. I, uh, I'm with you. So, all right. Here, okay, so, 16. Huh? Who's number 16? 16. All right. So we, we're looking at Josh Bledsoe. We're looking at Miles Bryant. And Whoa, Miles Bryant should right be higher. Josh okay. Bledsoe has never done diddly poo. All you, you people, you're going to have to take the brunt of the you uh, people. You all, I was listening to you and you and Fourier this afternoon. You always use you people. I know. It's always you people, you and your guys, your guys. People get offended. People get offended, and I like to push buttons. Um, But you people, there was like a couple years there where you people, and I think Matt Groh was included in this you people list, were like, Joshua Bledsoe, next big thing at safety and athleticism. He has not done diddly poo, so put Joshua Bledsoe there at 16. Okay. I'm His fine. time has passed. So and it, it's it's he was and I'll I'll go to the I'll go to the table not to not to defend him and you know give him a multi year extension or anything but couple seasons seventh round pick out of Missouri was kind of hurt to start had a couple good camps but then like 2022 he made the 53 man roster and didn't do anything he was always inactive he never played it was like oh okay well when is that going to translate and then that never happened again camp comes he plays well. He ends up getting cut. Nobody claims him and he was on the practice squad all year. They elevated him the last two weeks of the season. So he ends up as a pending free agent. So I'm with you. I don't think like I think this is the right place to put him. Like I would re-sign him over Trey Nixon, but he doesn't need to be on the list. There may be a spot for him on your 90-man roster. Yep. There's not a spot for him on your 53. Yep. All right. Jalen Rager. 15. Uh, that's kind of my thought. We could so if you want to, we can put them at like twelve, and then we we could just go down this list now since these are really the guys that we're, we're talking about. We can you know, I, rank the top fifteen. So I think we're in a range here. Like I think Alex Austin is in this range. Okay. I think Jalen Rager, and these are guys that played late in the year and had some positive impact. Made yeah. some. Hmm. Wonder if he could be a rotation. I think Miles Bryant is a little higher than this. Miles Bryant's been on the roster for multiple years mm-hmm. playing. He's a better football player than I thought he was. I still don't I think he's he shouldn't be on the field as often as he is, in my opinion. Um, but he's a better football player than than I thought he was. Um, but you're in this range of guys that and Jalen Rager, the kick returns, depth at receiver. Is there a possibility that there's yeah. A, a room for him now i know you he was making plays in a year when 
Marcus Jones was on IR. That's also part of the the dynamic there. And hell, Alex Austin. So those two guys right there, maybe both get crossed out because Marcus Jones is on the roster. Right, basically. right. Uh, maybe he takes their jobs. But I think that's the the basic spot I would put those guys. So what about like a, a guy like Ezekiel Elliott? So this is where I, this is where I'm going to struggle with the rankings because yeah, I would like to have Ezekiel Elliott back. I I have told you a number of times in our various podcasts, like he impressed me on the field, off the field, the way he carried himself, the attitude, the energy, um, all of that. But I'm not going to pay him. Mm -hmm. And I think he probably can find a backup running back role on a team that is has a chance to compete for the playoffs. And I, I think he might find greener pastures. But if he doesn't find greener – or if he just wants to continue to hang out with his boy, Ramondre Stevenson, mm -hmm. I'll take him back. I would absolutely take him back. So I think this is probably a fair spot to put him in. All right. So I'm going to – we're going to go 13 through Wait, 10. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no, no. Because there's somebody else. Who? I want Mike Kosicki on this list soon. He stinks. I know okay. you thought he was going to catch 12 touchdowns, but he stinks. All right. When I was doing my rough draft, uh, I, I actually – I had Gasicki at nine. Uh, Whoa, way too high. So, you know who else is here, though, and you're going you're gonna to probably want to bump him back is Trent Brown. Yeah. I want no part of either of those two. But I would still take them back over guys like – honestly, Miles Bryant is going to end up in Atlanta. He's going to be with Bill Belichick. Well, that's he, assuming Bill Belichick ends up in Atlanta, which it, I'm it, not so sure I about. am. Yeah, but he's going to end up so there. sure. There's a lot going on there. Yeah, I guess. A I just, I, I think he is a Belichick guy more so than he is a Patriots guy, as in Belichick loves him. Mike Pellegrino loves him. I, I Like, he's a good player. He gets a bad rap around here. But I don't think they're going to go to the neg negotiating table with Miles Bryant over even Mike Kosicki because they have corners. They have Christian Gonzalez. They have guys like that where they have no tight ends. Okay, so it's probably a bad time for me to ask this question. Okay. Because we're half done. Yep. What's our criteria? What exactly are we doing here? Um, I was going with the priority in which they, like how they should see the, the, the necessity for the player. Okay. Does that make sense? Like, and, and, and like not what we think they, well, I guess what we think they would do in a way. But are we taking into account um, skill? Are we taking into account cost? Are we taking into account attitude and other issues? And yeah, of course. Change of okay. So I want no part of Mike Gusecki and Trent Brown. Put okay. them on the list. Thirteen and twelve. Okay. Who, Trent who, Brown thirteen. Who's priority? Trent, Trent Brown really? thirteen. Yeah. Okay. He's a net negative. I would have right. cut him last summer, and I was right, and you, you people were wrong. All of me and my people. Yep, absolutely. I still you put Gasicki higher because because of the the need. You, you and need... your boy Albert, Ro no Robert Alvarez, <laughs> Albert Alvarez. <laughs> not confirmed. Not my boy. Um. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna do something here, and I am gonna go. I still think Miles Bryant is behind Mike Gasicki. Miles Bryant is better than Mike Gasicki, but you need Mike Gasicki more than you need Miles Bryant. No, I don't. I'll find other tight ends. They're available in the draft. They're available in free agency. I want no part of Mike Gasicki. All right, the elder statesman wins. He makes me Gasicki to my stomach. <laughs> oh, God. Why did I agree to these? <laughs> uh, all right, so Gasicki. Then I'm going with Bryant at 11. And then you have Mills. You think Miles Bryant shouldn't be 11. Are you serious? He's not a top 10 need. I just don't think he is. 
What about Farrell Brown? You're all hot and bothered. You need a tight end. How about the tight end who was better? So do okay, you need Farrell Brown at 10? Do you need Farrell Brown or, or Miles Bryant? I think you need Farrell Brown. Okay, Farrell Brown, top 10 need. Okay. Biggest playmaker on the team. All right. So now we got into Jalen Mills, Ezekiel Elliott, and like a Mac Wilson. Okay, see, blending our feelings and their feelings, I think you go Jalen Mills here. They cut mm-hmm. Jalen Mills last offseason. Yeah. He barely played early in the year. He noted that he barely played. Like, he was kind of a weird um, weird situation, mm-hmm. I think. So, um, yeah, I would go Jalen Mills here at nine. Okay. And you don't uh, – so, and so you think they would still sign – I guess you're right. I'm, I'm looking at Zeke as like a running back that you don't really – you don't really want to pay. But I also – because I think he's going to get paid more than the Patriots are going to want to pay him. Then I wish him well in his future endeavors. And that's why he's going to number eight. Okay. No, I like that. That's good. All right. Um, the meat and potatoes. Meat and potatoes. We got seven guys who are – I'm going to make sure I write them down. We can look at a, look at them on the screen as well on the left side which is, if you let me scroll up, Anthony Jennings, Josh Uche, Mac Wilson, Kyle Duggar, Kendrick Bourne, Trent Brown, Hunter Henry. Mike oh, Unwarnia. We, we already did Trent Brown. I don't know why I said Trent Brown. Hunter Henry, Mike Kosicki, not Mike Kosicki, Hunter Henry, Kendrick Bourne, Mac Wilson, Josh Uche, Anthony Jennings, Mike Unwenu. Kyle I think Duggar. this is the first one. I promise we'll be better in the we'll next. We'll be better. We'll, we'll we'll have it more organized. I just kind of went with a Google Doc, but we'll go from there. So, I okay. So maybe we can start to kind of mix and match these going from seven down because, like, I, well, should we now? It's our list. We can do this however the hell we want. Yep. Should we go to number one and write Mike Onwenu in? Yes, that was that was exactly that's why I said we can jump around because okay. I think Onwenu is number one. It's not even close. No, it's not. He is. I mean, it's a very limited tackle market and it's a massive, it was a massive need last year that you kind of worked your way through. He's, even if you want to move him back to guard, the Mm -hmm. stability on the offensive line that I think you're going to look for, it starts with him. And if you have to overpay a little bit, okay, you have money to burn. Um, Now, I don't know Big Mike all that well, quote Mm -hmm. unquote. And maybe you have a better being in the locker room on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. Is there any non-playing um, impact on that signing? And what I mean, is there any concern? Is no. Big Mike going to get fat and lazy? No. Or is there even more reason to bring, is Big Mike a future mainstay leader on the line? Like, I don't really know. I don't, I, I don't feel like I know Big Mike all that well. Yeah, I'm with you. He's quiet. Um but it kind of reminds me of like a Stefan, not not necessarily Stefan Gilmore quiet because he's not, you know, the type of player, but like he doesn't say much. So you don't really look towards him as a leader, but you know, he's going to put in the work. You know what you're going to get every single week. And he just, he shows up and plays. So I don't think there's a positive or a negative as far as like the leadership locker room type. Guy. Okay. So then I'm going to assume if anything, it becomes a positive because the, the example yeah. I would use was Marcus Cannon, who was actually a little bit of a dink. And then he signed a deal with the Patriots to stay longer term, got some money, and became nicer, a better leader, more vocal, a spokesman. 
So, okay, Mike Onwenu is your guy. Give him his whatever it's going to take, $67 yeah. million, $71 million, I don't even know. All of it. People look at – and I've written about this and kind of like compared and contrasted the the price tag for a guard versus a tackle. It's like, oh, well, are you going to pay him tackle money because he's really a guard? And well, like, I think the versatility is better for you. Like, it, that makes him worth the tackle money because you know that you can move him to guard if you have to. Right. And, like, Worst case just, scenario, he's starting for you somewhere. Exactly. Bingo. Like, I don't. And the other good thing here too that uh, I'll I want to mention is Jeremy Fowler had reported that the Patriots know on one who's good as gone last week. Yeah. But why? Phil, what? Why? I don't know, but Phil Perry kind of refuted that today and said that both sides have have a motivation, if you will, to to get this thing done. So I think uh, Jeremy Fowler is sneaky wrong a lot about the Patriots. He was right on Bill. Him and Graziano knew he was going to be gone. Well, I think. I guess everybody did. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I think I feel like he he goes with things, or sometimes maybe he says things that get blown up by us. Maybe it's a you people problem. Maybe you aggregators and bloggers get him yeah. in trouble. I don't know. Okay, so Mike Onwenu is one. Um, number seven. Ooh, we're going back to seven. Now. Because I think that it, you can knock it out and no knock on him. But like Mac Wilson is a guy who I don't really put him in this needed category, but I do think he fits right at seven ahead of everybody else who's on here. So I, you, the guy I would probably put at seven based on I think he might get a little interest and money elsewhere. And I'm not the biggest fan. I think he's overrated. He's got numbers that are going to inflate. I would put Josh Uche at seven. Wow, that's low. Okay. Because I just don't. And you'd rather whack Mac Wilson. But he is kind of one-dimensional. He's very one-dimensional, more so yeah. than like Jennings and and Mac Wilson. So. And I feel like Mac Wilson can, he he's probably not, doesn't have the upside. Like Mac Wilson's not going to get double-digit sacks. And you're not going to be saying, oh, we won because of Mac Wilson. But I feel like Mac Wilson could be in the, Jelani Tavai, Miles Bryant, like, huh, son of a bitch. I just noticed that Mac Wilson has started yeah. games and playing 87% of the time. And you're like, okay, well, maybe he's valid. I don't know. I'll let you pick. I just think Uche's upside is higher. Yeah, that's what everybody tells me. Yeah. So I think you're better off Upside going needs to become regular side. Well, I'm going to, since you won the, uh, it's Mac Wilson senior, not junior. I always do yes. that. Um, you won the you won the Gesicki Trent Brown Miles Bryant debate, so I'm going to take over here and go with Josh Uche at six. Because I do, I think he, he, and maybe I look into this stuff a little bit too much, but like I think now that Mayo's the head coach, I know both guys want to be back. But Uche was on Tom's podcast yesterday, said he wants to be back. Uche showed up to the press conference last week. He's in the building. He's working out. Like that just tells me that he wants to be back. And I think, and not that you know, he says it's in his agent's hands as well, but. I just think his upside's better, and I think you're at the end of the day, you'd be better off bringing him back than you would Mac Wilson. At what cost? That's what at a double-digit sack guy cost. No, thank you. Uh, at a right. is he? If we're talking about similar contracts in any form or fashion, then I'll take Josh Uche. Absolutely. I just don't think they're in the same. I think his agent should be saying, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! My guy had double-digit sacks." Right. That's a premium in this league. And you list how many guys have done that over the last three years, blah, blah, blah. And suddenly you're like, I want a four-year deal worth $50 million or something. And everybody goes, uh, what? What'd you say? What was that number? You're breaking up over there. No, yeah, that's so. fair. But okay, that's fine. I'll take them over him though. So, all right, last five, last four are Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry, Anthony Jennings, Kyle Duggar. I think cool. you go Kendrick Bourne at five. 
Or do you go um, Anthony Jennings? I would I would go Bourne at five. I like okay. Jennings. Yeah. Jennings do you have old. Jennings? Do you have Jennings over Henry or Duggar? Uh over Duggar. Interesting. But again, I'm in I'm I'm including the contract. I think you can get Jennings on a Patriots friendly contract. Yeah. Okay. Whereas I think Duggar is a bigger market free agent. But I still think he but I think that's deserved. Like I don't see why Man. like that that's something you should go, you know, this is that's one where you should go to the table and say, No, we want Man. Kyle. Why is he gonna cover? He's he's gotten better every I think single he's year. He's a coverage liability. No, he was a coverage liability. No, I he, think he still is. He can be a liability. I don't. I wouldn't put him. I wouldn't put him under the, the liability. Wait, what? 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 Which game did he give up the fifty-one yard? Uh, was that the finale? Mm, I don't know. Maybe he got toasted early in the second half, and it changed the entire game. Okay, so like he can be a liability. I don't put him under the uh, the liability umbrella. I still think he is going to get top safety money, and I think it's I think it's deserved. And that's why I don't you want also him, I think he's you and you people you money. and you people also hate Hunter Henry, and now you're going to put him at number two. I do not hate Hunter Henry. That is miscast. I like Hunter Henry. Just because he's overpaid doesn't mean I. So hate that's him. okay. I thought you. I did think you were a Hunter Henry hater. Um, no, I'm a Hunter Henry. Is what he is. And if you accept what he is, he, like he's the most consistent contributing playmaker this team has had over the last three years on offense. Like if you if you roll in health, he's the best free agent signing of, of three years ago because Judon missed most mm -hmm. of this year due to injury. Like Hunter Henry is healthy, available. He makes plays. But if you think you're going to get Travis Kelsey, Rob Gronkowski, you know, even Laporta mm -hmm. out of him, that's your problem. But if you just want him to catch 50 to 60 balls for 600 yards and seven touchdowns, pencil him in. So is he going to take that big of a pay cut to come back here? That's yeah. the problem. That's And that's why I think you consider him for the franchise yeah. tag on a one-year deal, which would be very similar to what he's making, right? Wouldn't the franchise tag be like $12 million and he's making yeah, $12 million? So. so you extend it for one more season. You keep him in. My big thing with him is he's a leader too. Like he is a captain. Yes. You need that. And he's not a douche. Right. I thought he was going to be a douche. He's no, not he's a not. douche. And I think he looks like a douche. He looks like he has an air of arrogance to him coming from, you know, he went to that Polinsky Academy and then he's at Arkansas. He's a first round pick and all these. Th and I thought he was a douche. He's not a douche. I Do like I? him. Pay him. Give him the franchise. So I'm tag. with you on the franchise tag because you know you don't have to do the whole. Well, we want you back, but we're cutting your salary in half to come back because guys tend to not really do that. You can you don't have to sign them to a long term deal. You franchise them. You yep. grab a tight end early. He can lay the foundation. Uh, go ahead. He teaches a tight end, and he's your rookie quarterback's yes. best friend. So there's there's value beyond even the yep. numbers. I I think he is right there neck and neck with Onwenu. As you start to try to figure out a way to have a respectable offense, I want Onwenu and I want Hunter Henry somehow. All right, way. so three and four then is Anthony Jennings and Kyle Duggar. Um, and three is Anthony uh, Jennings. Is it? At the right price, yeah, because Duggar's going to cost me through the nose and I don't want to pay him through the nose. You can make a change. Yeah, It's your, it's, that looks yeah. Crucial free agent, no, but it's it's, it's ours. It's this is a this is a this is Wednesday one off with Jumbo and Mike Cavlick. You know what? This is a good example what? of collaboration. Ooh.
the this word. Is why you can't have Elliot yeah. Wolf and Matt Grow both having final say because at it's some like, point somebody needs yeah. to decide three and somebody needs to decide four. Where's Fitzy? We'll get him. Right. We'll get Fitzy in here, and he'll be the. Uh... No, no. <laughs> He doesn't know if it's puffed or stuffed. Leave him out of this. <laughs> well, that's but I I do agree that this is the type this is the stuff that you know you worry about with collaboration because again, nobody nobody's yeah. here to have fun. I want to sign Kyle Duggar to the top safety market thing, and you want to sign Amphrey Jennings to a hometown discount. And yeah. who's gonna where's the Gerard Mayo? Who's gonna have final say? Over my dead body, are we signing Kyle Duggar to like what what is was it like 18 million was the going yeah, rate? Yeah, but per Anthony year Jennings was inactive week one and then came on and, you know, all of a sudden kind of flashed, just like Josh Uche yeah. did two years ago. We saw what happened. What if he does the same thing Uche did two years ago? Um, Do you want to be me, Elliot but, Wolf uh, or Matt Grow? Didn't I want to be right, Elliot Wolf? I think he's going to be the GM. <laughs> all right, then you I'm win. All right, Anthony <laughs> Jennings it is. <laughs> but also, we fired the coach who had Anthony Jennings inactive in week one. We clearly decided that coach didn't know what he was doing with inactive lists. That coach also had Malik Cunningham as the backup quarterback in Vegas. That coach is old. No one wants him anymore. I still don't. I still. Hey, I'm Elliot Grow. I have final say. (laughs) I mean, Elliot Wolf. You're you're Elliot Grow, and I'm Matt Wolf. Uh, And this is why we're keeping these shows to 30 minutes, because at some point we get way too uh, ridiculous. So, all right, you win this one. Anthony Jennings is at three. And Kyle Duggar is at four. Now we didn't talk much about Kendrick Bourne, so um, you know what we should have done here. We don't need to add it now. But you know when you go to like Yelp or one of those things, and you look for a restaurant, and they do the dollar signs, like one dollar sign, two dollar sign, three dollar sign, four dollar sign. We should have done that like next to these guys, like the expectation of like Duggar is a four dollar sign guy. And that might put into perspective why we like Anthony Jennings as a $2 sign guy, yeah. right? Or a $1 sign guy, probably a two. Um, but that would put it into perspective. So something to keep in mind for future. Oh, hey, maybe you can add it to your blog version. on. Uh, oh, maybe WDI. I will. So yeah, I'm going to take this, uh, like you know, and as everyone who's listening know, you can read this up. Uh, I'm going to make it into my own. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to screen grab this. We're going to tweet it out. We're going to let you guys decide and yap and, and tweet at us about you know, what you think about our list. And then I'm going to pull this for the website and I'm going to make my own list and reorder it my way uh, without the help of Elliot Wolf. And uh, I am screwed. And so that's going to go up on the website as well, but uh, we'll post this. So I did, like I said, this is, this is our order of Patriots pending free agents that we think the Patriots should sign in order of least priority to highest priority. Um, I do want to get your thought on Kendrick Bourne before we go, because uh, ACL tear rehabbing looks good in rehab. He's been, he's been on the old, the old Instagram rehabbing and he looks, looks good. But a guy who is obviously getting a little bit older, um, you have him at five. I think I had him a little bit lower, but I still think he should be, you know, a top priority. What do you make of Kendrick Bourne and what they should do with him, uh, heading into the offseason? Do you remember at Gillette stadium, uh, a week ago, 10 day, whatever it was, Wednesday, noontime press conference in the GP atrium Gerard Mayo was asked about I forgot the exact question like how he was going to set a culture do you remember the first word he used I don't energy if there is anybody who brings energy to his job his role his life it's Kendrick Bourne and that's forgetting that 
at various times over the last three years, he was the best playmaker you had, the closest thing you had to a number one wide receiver. And he's coming off an ACL injury. His value is down. I got to think he has more value to the Patriots than other places where he could limp into town coming off an ACL, be a little slow in training camp, and be cut and be out of work. And now his career is in jeopardy. In New England, they know you're coming off an ACL. They know your personality. Now, I know there's going to be changes to the offensive staff. I'm not saying it's status quo. I just think this is a perfect example where there should be a middle ground that works for both teams. They should be able to find a way to get him as a veteran on the depth chart where we're going to be adding, hopefully, a day two pick, I guess. Who knows? Maybe a day one pick if things pan out. Whatever. Um, You have some veterans who some of us – don't really want Juju and Devonte Parker. I don't know how long they'll be here for in this new regime. I just feel like he's a value-based signing that you should be able to figure out a way to get him back on yeah. the roster. I, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I think he's a guy, you said value. Like if he was going to go to the market after finishing out this year, the way he was going, they wouldn't have re-signed him. He was going to get too much money. Now you bring him back. My, what? My one criticism of him is don't try to, Tom Brady Tupperware party us into paying you. Did you see him on uh, social media? Like, hey, if you guys buy the merch, I'll yeah, resign yeah. with the Patriots or something. And he's got all this the born blessed born stuff. merchandise. Yeah. yeah, get the hell out of here. If you, how about we flip the script, Mister? If you resign, maybe I'll consider buying one of your hoodies or go. hats or t-shirts. Yeah, smart, but you're not gonna bilk me like Tom Brady bilked me for his bags of nuts and whey protein powders that were three times do, the price. They I do been. love that because you see his comments on like Demario Douglas's pictures. He's like, "Oh, tell them to sign me back." It's like if you want to sign back, you're you're probably gonna have to not take a discount, but it's all negotiating. It's all business at that point. If you want to be back, you can right. come back for pennies on the dollar, but you should also go get yours if you want to. And and bet on yourself. Right. Bet on if you come back, if you like the organization, if you think they're going to improve offensively, whatever. Bet on mm-hmm. yourself. Do a low money first year. I mean, you can structure the contract in a way where if you perform, you'll get paid on the back end. So, um, yeah, I'd like to see Kendrick yeah. Bourne back, but he also has to know what his lot in life yeah. is right now. Uh, this comment is pretty funny. Uh, JP read this in opposite order and it broke his mind. So he thought that we we needed Nathan Rourke back on the roster and Mike on Wenu. See you later. I like that. That's pretty good. Uh, to be fair, we need a quarterback. Yeah, we do. So, but um, again, the quarterback, quarterback whole thing. So actually, I'll use this comment to transition out of this show. The Connolly family says, please draft Jaden Daniels. He, they actually write drat, but he means draft Jaden Daniels. Draft. So they do need a quarterback. Uh, and we're going to do this show every Wednesday. Next week, we're going to come back and do some Shrine Bowl Senior Bowl talk here on Wednesday. We're going to okay. try for 1 p.m. So we'll keep you updated on, on the Twitter sphere and we'll schedule it on here. So every Wednesday throughout the offseason, myself and Andy Hart are going to pick a one-off Patriots topic to get us through the offseason. We'll go live. So comment, rate, review, subscribe to the YouTube channel. We'll be here. Follow us on Twitter. He's at Jumbo Hart. I am at Mike Cadlick. And I am trying to do this to take off the screen. The I screen did change again. the screen. Yeah, because we didn't need to see the thing anymore. We're going to tweet that out. Tweet at us what you think of our list. And uh, again, six rings of football things. We'll be back every single day on the feed throughout the offseason. We'll be here on Twitter, uh, YouTube, Instagram, if Andy can you know, figure that out as well. So uh, we're not going to talk about the quarterbacks yet, but we will get to that at some point throughout the offseason. So thanks for watching today. Andy, you have any thoughts before we get out of here? Uh, I am now in love with all the quarterbacks, uh, so it doesn't really matter. And the beauty of the Mel Kuyper mock draft is for a while, there was concern that 
people, uh, New England might overdraft Jaden Daniels. Now with Jaden Daniels slotted to go two, he has to fall yep. to the Patriots to go to three. So either Drake May falls to the Patriots at three or Jaden Daniels falls mm -hmm. to the Patriots at three. Either way, we should be excited that a top two quarterback fell to the Patriots at three. Super I like <laughs> Super Bowl. Super Bowl is back on. I like it. Uh, it's only January 24th, and we're already looking at Mel Kuyper's mock drafts. We'll be following those throughout the entire offseason. It's so much fun. It's so much better doing all the speculation and draft talk in the offseason. So myself, Andy, Fitzy, plenty of guests will be here on the feed all offseason long. So thanks for tuning in. Thanks for uh, listening. Thanks for subscribing to the show. And we will be back here next, next Wednesday and on the feed all week uh, as the Patriots continue to trot through the Gerard Mayo era. So thanks for watching, and we'll see you all later. See you.